Episode number three of Picks, Pucks, and Parlays. In today's episode, we're going to be giving a Jets and Golden Knights farewell as we uh, wish them a happy golf season. We will also be going over the Bolt and Caps Game 7, which is going to take place tonight. We're going to be going over that game and giving you guys our picks. We're going to move on to some more basketball as we cover Houston and the Warriors. And we're going to finish off with some Cavs and Celts and then also break some news we've got for you guys. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And yeah. We are back on this game seven Eve. Or is Eve like the night before? So I guess game seven. Sounds, game sounds seven like night. you're talking about Christmas or something. Well, but continue, to, to a lot of people it is Christmas. I'm pretty excited. I don't know. Are you not excited for this? I mean, last night maybe it was Christmas Eve because uh, today's the big game. But carry on. Carry on okay, with your well, fancy I'm, intro. I'm thinking that this morning slash this afternoon is the eve and then tonight is christmas day because i'm very excited for bulls and caps stop right there you're saying eve is like the morning of like why do you care i thought it was quite good i'm sure most people would agree but let's get into this for evening anyways carry on i'm I'm a little testy yeah seriously i'm a little testy after this weekend there's a reason he's quite testing, and we're going to hop right into that with our Jets and Knights farewell. Hopefully I can find some like sad music to play right here. But uh, yeah. why don't you get started on this, then? Because I'm sure you have Buddy, a lot to say. I don't know if I can start with this. It's, well, it's uh, tough news. I think you just happening. recap it, and then I'll give my You want me to take. go? Okay. All right, Buddy, well, you, you um, I'll be... Sure, then I will start. So, game five... Um, we've gone over like every other game, so I'm just going to go straight into game five. 2 1 final. Um, I thought the Jets did fight hard. You know, they had some chances for sure, but I don't know. All series, I just haven't seen enough out of them. Um, they haven't been able to crack Flurry. I said from the start of the series that, you know, this is going to be their biggest test um, if they can score on him. And, I mean, they really struggled at it. Uh, I read off. I read off the stats that Flurry had going before the last game, I believe, and I think the one game they won, they scored two goals, and every other game they lost, uh, they held the Jets to one or two goals. And this game, they only scored one, and they lost. So, like, the Jets aren't a defensive team. I think that's been established. The goaltending uh, matchup was a mismatch for sure. Flurry dominated it. He's playing, like, incredible. Um, and what everyone's been talking about, and I... I don't know how much I agree with this, but everyone's been saying, you know, the Jets were out of gas um, because of the Nashville series. That's, like, I can understand that, but, I mean, these guys play 82 regular season games, so, like, they're in peak performance, peak shape, so I don't know if that's a good excuse to use. I can understand them being a little bit banged up, but I I don't think that that should be an excuse. And uh, the biggest thing for me in this series was... They only really started to play when they were losing. Um, I'm sure you're going to highlight this a lot, but, you know, they the game that stood out to me the most was game three. I think they scored to tie it up or to climb within one goal, and then 12 seconds later, 
Vegas goes down and scores. I talked about this last episode, but yeah, that game really stood out to me, and it, it seemed like a recurring theme, and, you know, they just didn't do anything about it. I'm going to let you take over from here. Yeah, um, I don't know where to start on all of that. I agree that, uh, yeah, Fleury was definitely the difference. Uh, his, well, Fleury and, and the Fleury Hellebuck. line, too. I mean, the Fleury, Hellebuck, the Fleury Hellebuck uh, matchup was for sure the difference. Um, Hellebuck, he made, he played well, but he had that frustrating mm, thing I'd going on. I'd say he played, there. like, average, honestly. Like, he he would make good saves, but then there were, like, a handful of weak goals but throughout the he, series. When, did he make that many saves that were, like... In Game 5, I thought he was... The game? I, yeah, okay, in, in Game 5, I agree, he made... He played well, yeah, but I'm talking about I mean, the yeah. series as a whole. I guess Game 5 is sort of a good example of what I sort of thought was, like, he played well, but the two goals, like, basically the two goals in Game 5 shouldn't have gone in, so it's kind of like up and down well actually that's i don't know that's a lie the tip the uh double tip shot that was a game sick five. tip by Reece. i mean that yeah was sick i mean it probably unstoppable like but went, the other one bar down after hitting yeah. yeah no you can't blame that one on him for sure. you can't blame that one the other one was weak though yeah. uh so i agree with that the goaling matchup was uh the big difference i wouldn't say uh winnipeg as a whole is a bad defensive team I thought they probably outplayed uh, somewhat. Like oh, okay. I wouldn't when say, I say when I'm saying they're a bad defensive team, I'm not saying like the, they have bad goaltending and bad defensemen. I'm saying they're more of like an offensively minded team. So like yeah, rather I, than I, I, like Vegas, I think kind of plays like defense first, whereas Winnipeg is offense first. So like I'm not knocking their their back end. I'm just saying like they when they win games, they're scoring a lot of goals because. In doing that, they give up some, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, what else? Yeah, I, I agree that the whole um, people saying that uh, Winnipeg was just tired after the Nashville series, I don't agree with that. They're a big team. They're, uh, they're professionals. They, sh- they should be ready. I don't exactly. think you can really you can blame it on that. Um, you can yeah, rest so just season. What's that? Said, yeah, <laughs> you can rest yeah. in the offseason. They got plenty of time That's to rest true. now. So, uh, yeah, just I guess they were just beaten. I don't know. I don't want to say by a better team because I do think they probably outplayed Vegas. Vegas um, outworked them slightly. I don't. I, I don't Vegas, think they. I, no, they didn't. Outplay Vegas them. did outwork. They didn't outplay them. And they the biggest Vegas another, outworked them and outplayed them. Okay, well, that's, I mean, I disagree with that. It's a 4-1 series. How can you say that Winnipeg outplayed them? In a couple games, you... in a couple games, you could definitely argue that. Like, Flurry stole two games, and the difference was that Hullbuck didn't steal them a game. I, I think, no, I think you could say every game except for game three, if you watch the game, Winnipeg probably controls the play for more than half of the game. Um so in that sense, Very I would say, opinion. I mean, maybe slightly, but I would say I'm pretty, I, I'm not out here saying like the whole thing was rigged, rigged. I could have taken the point where like, you know, the Vegas guys it's, are paying everyone unfair. off over some weak penalties, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I'm not taking that side. I'm just saying, I think wow, that high road here. slightly, slightly Winnipeg outplayed uh, Vegas, but 
Uh, Vegas had the better goalie by far, and they capitalized better on their chances. It would see it felt like every time uh, Winnipeg had a turnover, it was like almost in the back of their net. They, uh, I mean, they're such such a fast team. Like if you turn the puck over at either blue line, all of a sudden there's a good chance on your net. So uh, um, I guess we won't get into Cup final predictions or anything uh, since we don't know the no, other team, and we'll do an we'll do another episode on Sunday. Uh, but let's just say I think they'll be tough to beat after watching that series. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the game's on Sunday. How? Walk us through your emotions before the game, during the game, and after the game. So before game five, I was feeling, well, okay, I wasn't feeling too nice because, uh, I mean, you had to, they had to win three games, so I wasn't, you know, you weren't thinking, feeling confident like that. I wasn't feeling through. super confident that they would win the series three games straight, mm. but I was feeling quite confident about Game Five. I was yeah, same well, here. Like I thought they were going to win this game for sure. I mean, and you can uh, you can confirm my story all playoffs long. Well, ever since Enstrom came back, I'd been saying uh, they should bring back uh, Joe Morrow and uh, sit Enstrom because they don't really need that kind of small sort of. Uh, two-way, like a small two-way defenseman. Yeah, uh, they could have used that sort of more of a steady defensive sign and uh, defensive player, uh, and let the forwards do the work. So I was thrilled when I heard that uh, that would finally happen in Game Five. So I was feeling pretty fired up before the game, uh, and then just followed by devastating. Although it was a good game, so it was exciting all game long, but uh, devastating at the end when they couldn't get. Uh, get that second goal. Did it ruin your long weekend? Oh yeah, it ruined my long weekend. Monday was a great day, and I just, I just couldn't do it. It was just, are you just still terrible. feeling the effects today? Or? I, I still am a little bit. I can barely uh, watch a game seven without the Jets tonight. So, wow. but I will be, I will be watching. And, I'll get over. And it. just before we move on, do you know any like, any of the, like uh, top golf courses in Winnipeg, or like where do you think they're going to be playing this year? I mean, they'll probably be playing in the fancy, fancy city courses, but uh, yeah. Is there a golf course in Winnipeg? Lots of golf courses in Winnipeg. I don't, I don't know about fancy ones, but uh, do you have to wear Winnipeg's... your winter jacket when you're playing, or like how? Buddy, what kind of temperature does it get to in the peg? I've never I'll have been to there take before. you, to, buddy. I'll have to take you to the peg sometimes. Oh, it's yeah. the greatest, greatest city in the world. <laughs> a little roadie down there, or what? It's it's freezing cold in the winter, but people don't know that it gets damn hot in the summer it gets like, like comparable e- to o-town or what are we talking oh about? hot i feel like sometimes hotter than o-town really i don't know what the science is behind that on the prairies and like what the deal is but it's, uh it's all the desert dogs i think they really heat up maybe the place. maybe you you can let me know but uh it's you know they get some hot weather there all right well is there anything else you want to say about your winnipeg jets all right. R.I.P. I guess R.I.P. 2018 Jets. Have we already uh, started moving on to like next season, or are you just trying to? Next season, we're going to be better than ever. Next season, Hellbuck's going to have some experience. I should, I should we'll have asked this question. Although I didn't know we've got some contract issues, but uh, we'll figure it out. Well, that's going to we'll be get lots it. of that's going to be lots of off season talk for sure. Then exactly, we're not going to get into any of that. We'll get all uh, all ready for that and for the summer. Just before we move on, Vegas sits at minus 105. To win the cup, so do you have any opinion on that? Uh, well, 
I mean, if we're not, no, we're not going predictions yet for the cup, but I would say that's no, still but like, a good line. If, you, if you liked Vegas, I'm saying like. I'm saying that's a good line right now if you're wanting to take it. I think I like them to win. Actually, I'm hoping for someone else, but we'll get into that next series. Yeah, no, no, I'm um, just seeing because Vegas is already locked in. I just wanted to I've get got, an opinion on that. I've got one of that head versus heart situations going. Uh, I think Vegas is, well, Vegas should be favored more than that, I think. Uh, I think they're the favorite going in, uh, but I'm hoping for an all-caps uh, all caps here. That's their hashtag on Twitter, isn't it? All caps. I think it's been that hashtag for about 10 years now. But let's jump right into the Washington Capitals and Tampa Bay Lightning. Game 7 tonight. It is a Wednesday night, I believe. May. It's Wednesday night. May yeah. 23rd. It's going to be a great game. What what time is puck drop here? Hold on. I think it's 8. Well, that's, that's big, so we won't miss too much. 8, eight, eight Eastern, eight, so eight I don't know where we're. Eastern Standard Time. It's gonna the be listeners a come. The listeners are all across the world, oh, so you gotta you gotta China, specify. Like, what is this like the middle of the night for them? Probably they're gonna wake up tomorrow. I don't know how it works. Probably day just to listen to us. So. Well, apparently it is Christmas Day, or maybe it's Christmas Eve. Well, Who knows? Apparently. Yeah. Well, it's whatever you want. We're it still to be. no. Right, we're still I think analyzing it's, that comment from earlier. I think it's like it's coming. It's almost. Christmas morning. Like, Buddy, but today's the day. Today's the exciting day. So are you saying Christmas Eve is more exciting than Christmas Day? No, you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm using it as an analogy. So the the morning and afternoon is like Christmas Eve, and then the nighttime is Christmas Day because that's what okay. the game is. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? That's better explained. That's better yeah. explained. Yeah, okay. Okay. Jeez, you need like a diagram to... I'll, I'll let that go. At okay, this but point, let's get but into uh, I, I let's get, get into this series now. Yeah. Um, do you want to start it off this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. When I forget when we last had the podcast, I feel like it was it maybe was before. So Saturday. So is that before game five? Yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, game. I think game five was Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Game five was Saturday night when Tampa won so three two, and then. So Monday. So we've missed two games in this yeah, series. Yeah, two games. So game five was the one that Tampa just squeezed out. Well, they got out to the hot lead, right? Well, they won three two, and no, this yeah, was the so, game like they played pretty well and they outshot. Right. They outshot. Um, yeah. So Washington. So game five was finally. I had been saying. I think I said in Saturday's podcast that even though it was two two going into game five, I thought. Uh, Washington had been the better team yeah. um, in all four games, which, really. They, which, like, I think that's a that's a fair argument. Maybe not a better I, team, but like they they, they played well them. for sure. Are they, yeah. So I uh, I was you know I was surprised. I thought Tampa was lucky uh, to be at two two at that point, uh, and then Game Five turned into being sort of Tampa Bay's best game of the series thus far. Um, got out to that three nothing lead, and uh, Washington made it close in the end. They ended up getting to three two. And I think they uh, came really close to scoring in that final minute. Yeah, they, that was the game where they pulled they pulled the goalie pretty early, didn't they? And they got one with the empty netter. Yeah. Uh, and then they they almost scored. They hit the poster. It was like a tight tight end save with yeah. like five seconds left. But he should have scored. I think that was uh, John was that Carlson. 
Was it him? Yeah. Mm. Anyways, so that was a good game. Um, sort of exactly what Tampa needed at that point. I think they needed to assert their uh, their dominance again, how they uh, how they can really play. Um, started to fade off at the end, though. Uh, and then Game 6 was probably the best game of the series by all accounts. I didn't see all of it, um, but it was 0-0 I mean, for a I wouldn't say a 3 nothing finish is, would be the best game of the series. Well, but, like, the most exciting, I hear it was 0-0 for a long time, and, like, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, you, so. you take it away on Game 6. No, I, you I'm, I'm just saying, like, a 3 nothing game, I wouldn't classify that as the most exciting. I would honestly say Game 5 was the most exciting. Ga- I guess Game 5 at the end was, was exciting, but it was... When it was at 3-0, though, it was pretty boring for a while there. Yeah, exactly. Until Washington made it a game. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, then Washington pulls out game six, and that brings us to game seven now. Um, so basically, I'm going into this game seven with the mindset that Washington, well, Washington has outplayed Tampa Bay. You could debate it, as you were saying. But outplayed them five of the six games so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vasilevsky's played very well. This yeah, series. after after those first two games, he's really bounced yeah. back we were, for sure. We were roasting him. And yeah, we were. We were all in the podcast, and then he decided to turn it on. So we were all in we're on Captain Four, weren't we? Was that me? I, no, I no, said I, I, was, I was never all in. I on think the I caps, said. So. I think I said Caps in five. You said Caps in four. Yeah. First episode. Great by the call, way, that's by the way. Great call. This, this is a good point to say that uh, we developed a scientific, uh, what, what would you call it? A theory, a betting theory. A betting theory. Basically, any time I predict an NHL outcome, oh, all the listeners should bet exactly opposite to what I do. Oh, you didn't even I'm... read your predictions yet. Or uh, results, sorry. Oh, yeah, right. Anyways, my record so far for the listeners at home are is NHL. NHL, record, yeah. NHL it is a big old 0 and 5, 0 and 6, wow. 0 and 5. That is, that's incredible. 0 and 5. It's um, I thought we were going for the worst record, not the best record. So that was news to me when you told just me like, the other day. Just like the Jets. Funny guy, funny guy. Um, read so, my read my record too, please. Yeah, so your NHL record. We'll do the NBA ones later. Your NHL record is three and two. Wait, it's three and two. I thought it was better than that. I mean, no, it's three and two. You lost. Uh, you picked Winnipeg twice. Game. <laughs> As if those were my two losses. <laughs> you wow. picked, you picked Winnipeg. Pick. You took Winnipeg in game four and five. Both both L's, unfortunately. Okay. We so you're get three back and on track here. You're three and two. We're both three and one in NBA action. Yeah, we're doing great on uh, And the reason I'm reading these picks out and you are not is because uh, from last episode I went two and three and you went three and two in overall picks. That's that's decent, I guess. But um, let's let's let you wrap up caps in bolts and then I'll give my take. Um, but 
Going into Game 7 tonight, uh, the Caps' money line sits at plus 120, and the Bolts sit at minus 140 money line with an over of 5.5 and, and an under of 5.5. So what are your thoughts on those numbers? And then to wrap it up, you can give us your prediction for Game 7 tonight. Right. So for Game 7, um, again, I'm, I think we may differ on this opinion. I'm going to stick with, basically, I would say Game 7 is the biggest time where home ice advantage uh, matters. I think getting out to that good start is huge yeah, in Game 7s. Sure. Uh, and that's the biggest time that home ice advantage matters in that kind of first 5-10 minutes. Sorry, if, uh, if I could just chime in yep. with that point. This actually... This goes against what you're saying and what I'm going to say, but um, the home team record in this series is actually 2-4, and four, which I thought was really interesting, just in this right. series alone. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I would say that would favor Tampa Bay, but I think the way Washington and also the goaltending matchup recently, I would have thought after... At the start of the series, and also after like game two-ish, I would have said Holtby uh, is the better goalie and is playing like the better goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point, I would say that's not the case. I would say uh, Vasi is hot. Um, yeah. So I would say that also gives Tampa Bay the uh, the edge. All that to say, I'm going to take Washington in Makes this game. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Washington at plus 120. Um, basically on the fact that I think they've, uh, played like the better team, uh, for five of the six games, um, and home ice, other than what I was saying about game seven being a bigger advantage, uh, home ice hasn't really mattered too much this series. Uh, so for that being the main reason, I'm going to take Washington. I think their dominance in the series so far will pay, will, uh, pay out in the end but another tampa bay uh point that might encourage people to take tampa bay is washington is washington let's all remember and uh, and you know yeah game set well the good news is they're not playing pittsburgh so that could that could go in their favor i was actually hearing some stat about in the last 10 years uh, the NHL team with the best Game 7 record is Tampa Bay, and the worst Game 7 record is Washington. Tampa's so, the best Game 7? Apparently. Wow. Interesting. That's what, that's what yeah, I was saying. Sorry, just, just to finish up, are you, do you see any value in either money line or over-under in this game? Uh, yeah, so I would say uh, value in Washington money line. And as for the over-under, um, I was sort of... A, I was talking to you earlier. Um, it's a game seven's a tough situation for over under. You would think you under think is a under game seven. You got to think under in game seven. But the, the thing to consider is um, if a team is leading in the third period, uh, there's going to be an early goalie pull and an often goalie pull if empty netters are scored, which would be an easy to push to the over. Often. Like, if you were, say, say a team's up... I just up, thought that was uh, a, an interesting phrase to use. Say you're up 3-1, and you uh, you pull your goalie with, like, what would you pull it at, five minutes left, four minutes left in yeah. Game 7? Yeah. 
So you're gonna pu- you're gonna score. Say the team scores an empty netter at like three minutes left. Okay, but now four, four one, they're not gonna pull the goal anymore. I think they would. If if you have at least if you have like over three minutes left, I think you would. Like I see what you're saying, but I don't know. Either way, at that if you're point, close, it's over. It's over. If you're close to the over at that point, uh, it's risky on the empty netters. But you would think game seven will uh, tend to an under. Uh, and also, if it's like a tight game or we're looking at almost overtime, I think under is a great call. Uh, but it's it's currently at minus one thirty to take the under at five point five. So, uh, not great money. Um, you know, hard to say. All right. Well, I'm gonna give my. I, uh, sorry. I also just, just to add, I wouldn't be shocked if we see some uh, some overtime tonight. I for whatever reason. Yeah, that's a good starting point for me. I'm really hoping for overtime. I also just give a score prediction. To end it off. Oh yeah, sorry. Score prediction. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Two one Washington. In regulation or in overtime? Does it affect my uh, record no, if I say overtime? No, just just so if you get okay. it right, you can look. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two one overtime, but if Washington wins uh two one, it's still a right prediction, yeah. correct? No, that's alright. All right, I'm saying two one overtime. It's just like an extra like added bonus that you can look like I predict Solid. the score. So alright, I'm on two one overtime. But if I were you I would just focus six. on picking the right team. Anyways. Yeah, I mean there's a good chance I'll go 0 and six, but whatever. Exactly. Anyways, um so we're heading into game seven. It's been a very like back and forth series. I mean Tampa won three straight, or sorry, Washington won two straight, then Tampa won two straight, and then Washington won. So this is a really difficult series to to like bet on for sure and to pick. Um, for me, I'm going to be taking the Bolts tonight. I've got faith in them. Uh, they've they have been able to, you know, like win it in the past seasons, and I think like they're really coming together this year with Kucherov and Stamkos. And Hedman and now Vassy is really stepping up. So I've got faith in them. It does worry me. You know, Ovi seems like he is really in it this year. Like, he's he used to be, like, such a like selfish player, I'll say. But, like, this year, I don't know. There's something different about him. He's taking everything really seriously. So, but he's blocking shots left, right, and center, right? He's doing laps in practice. He's, like, I, there was, like, this clip of him on the bench just, like, focusing for, like, a long time. Like, he is... No, he's a different not player. Ta- not to take away from your uh, serious talk here, but uh, did you see Barry Trotz today? I, was, <laughs> I was going to mention that, actually, yeah. If, that was if, pretty funny. if you're listening, you have to go watch Barry Trotz do his lap before the uh, morning skate for Game 7. It's it's quite the sight. But he did a pretty decent lap, though, because he's got a pretty he was, he was He was ripping. skating nicely, but he's like a big man yeah, in, all, in an all-red tracksuit. Like, it was pretty funny. I, I bet you he played in the show back in the day. I, I, I wouldn't be so. surprised. He was skating pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, anyways, carry on. Tonight, that was a bat. Carry on. Tonight, uh, I'm gonna be taking. I think. I think I see some value in Bolt at minus 140, but it's a game seven, and that line kind of sucks. So like, it's it's tough to find value in that. So I wouldn't put too much on it because game sevens are 50-50s no matter who's playing. And, like, that line kind of sucks. As for the over-under, I'm going to be taking the under 5.5. I definitely think that there's value. Um, I've, 
I've hit the under six in the past like two or three games, and that's worked out for me. So I'm gonna look into that. And then there's also one prop play that I was telling Baze about earlier, and it's no goals in the first nine minutes and thirty seconds of play, and it's at plus one hundred five. So I think there's some value in that. Um, but uh, the one, the one disclaimer I might add to that play is if you think Tampa Bay is gonna win that game. You're hoping that they get off to a hot start with the crowd in the first five minutes. So that's true. Yeah. That's just something to think about. But I do agree that in a game seven, there's good value in that line. Yeah. But yeah, that's um. So yeah, I'm taking Tampa and uh, the under, and then probably that no goals in the first nine minutes and thirty seconds. Um, that pretty much wraps up the NHL, I guess, right? Yeah. You got anything else to say? We can move on to. Uh. Yeah, NBA no. briefly. All right, let's hop into some NBA. Go. Actually, before we get into the NBA, uh, the NBA talk. What's your score prediction? Um, for Game Seven tonight, I am going to. I want to say overtime, but uh, I don't. I don't know. That's hard for me to. Like, I really want overtime, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to say three-one Tampa Bay. It's an empty netter, probably. Yeah, exactly. 3-1, one of them being an empty netter. But let's get into some Rockets and Warriors briefly. Um, so last night was... What game was last night? It was game Last four. night was game, game four. four, yeah. Game four in Houston. Uh, no, sorry. Game four in... in uh, Oakland. Oakland, yes. Yeah. That, that really confuses me, by the way. Golden State. That is... I thought that was San Francisco... I recently learned this year that it's in Oakland. Can I mean, does do any do you know anything about that? Like, it I mean, I don't, I don't have like, I've never been told. I've just sort of always assumed that Golden State is like, you know, in California. That's what it sort of yeah. means. But then they play out of Oakland. But who knows? Like you know, Golden State Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge. Is that what it's called? It's Golden Gate Bridge. That's yeah. Do, I think that connects. I mean, I don't know much about my uh, no, U- U.S. geography, but yeah. doesn't that connect San Francisco and Oakland, the two cities? Doesn't it? I have, I have absolutely no idea. So. Okay, we need a listener to uh, tweet us but, like, about that. Can you understand why, there was, like, why I had some confusion? Yeah, like, just say you're the Oakland Warriors. Exactly. Although that doesn't that doesn't That flow. name kind of sucks, yeah. Be, an, be the Oakland something. Yeah. But, Although, in a way, in a way it's kind of sick. To be yeah. that unique. That is a pretty now sick that, name. Now that I, I think of it. It was pretty dirty. But anyways, I, let's get into this series. So, last night was a huge statement game from the Rockets. We saw a game that was. had under 200 points. What? Like, finished with 190 around there? Which it was crazy. like 95, 92. Yeah. yeah really it's crazy. crazy. game. Um, it went down to the last play where KD surprisingly didn't get the ball. Which lots of controversy about that, but in the end, the Rockets came out on top and have tied the series at two. So you know everyone's been treating them like a complete joke, which for good reason. They never show up in the playoffs, but are they proving themselves this year? Do you think? I'd say they're proving themselves. Um, I mean, they well as actually just before we get further into it, our uh, NBA insider will be back with us on Sunday. We're going to yeah. publish an episode on 
or publish. That sounds very fancy. Eh? We're not. We're just gonna put upload, out a podcast. Upload. upload. We're gonna put out a podcast on Sunday, so we'll have some more professional takes on that sure. one from Rocco. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, I would say I would say they're proving themselves to be um, a competitor. I still don't think they're winning the series. Yeah. Um, but I I was impressed last night. We both said uh, we tweeted out our picks. We both thought that. Golden State would squeeze out the win, but we thought um, the Rockets would cover that huge plus, I think it was that plus nine or eight and a half spread. Um, So we were right on that spread, uh, but we both didn't see that win coming in Oakland. I I was honestly thinking, like, what if I, like, dabble a little bit of money line you know you never know what happens Buddy. it was that plus like that, three yeah. something yesterday and looking back i'm like oh of course but then if i if i did take money line they would have got like blown out or something so yeah Shit so happens. yeah i i would say that they're definitely proving themselves i also not do a i was all in on the under on that game so no big deal that was that 226 easy play um but yeah, I'd say they're really proving themselves. Um, as for their game, uh, game, game five, five so in that's Houston, the, the spread sits at Golden State minus one, Houston plus one, which uh, I think I see a very good opportunity there. I do too. I, I think would you, slam Golden State to be honest. Okay, we're we're on the same side then. Yeah, I think. Well, we'll also get into the Cavs Celtics series. I have a strong opinion on that game too. Um, even though it's not a very informed opinion it's it's just a strong opinion um i would say even though the uh the rockets have proved themselves um with golden state winning game one and then game three they've got a bit more of that so far a little bit more showing a little more desire to uh to not go down in the series so they're at two two uh, are they going to let themselves go down 3-2 and have to win two in a row? I just don't see it happening. If they lose this game, they've lost the series. For sure. You think? Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out, but I'd well, say. Think about it. They're going back to Houston. They win this game. game five. Yeah, and then I'm saying Yeah. then if they win game five, they're heading to Oakland with like an elimination game where Golden State's at home and they're going to win. Oh, I thought you were going the other way. I thought you were saying if Golden State loses this oh, game, no, they're no, not no. coming back. No, I'm saying I, if Golden State wins this game, they've, they've yeah. No, I'm saying the, the reason I'm taking Golden State in this game is I don't. I just can't see them allowing themselves to go down three two in the series. Uh, but if Houston did happen to win Game Five, I'm I'm saying I wouldn't count Golden State out to win Game Six at home and then go to Houston and take Game Seven. Yeah. Uh, even though it would be a lot of work for them, I I wouldn't count them out. I definitely would count the Rockets out if they go down three two. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh, I think I'm definitely gonna hopefully my bolts win tonight, and then I'll have lots of uh, extra extra dough to be putting on uh, Golden State tomorrow. But before we hop into Cavs and Celts, actually, um, yeah, the over under sits at two twenty for that game. So a big change, six-point change from last game. But what are your thoughts on that? I honestly see some value in that because I think the like I see value in the under because game five is going to be a crucial game. 
And if it's it anything is. like game four, then... And I think game... Uh, was game three under two? I think game three there's was under a, two. There's been a couple games for sure that have been under. So I would see some value in that too. It's a favored line though, so maybe that would switch. Um, actually, game four came out at like... I think they set the line at 2.23, and then it quickly jumped uh, three points. So big money coming in on the over. So maybe maybe you could hope for some uh, some money coming in on the over to push the line a bit before you take the under, yeah. uh, maybe before tip-off or something. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Some value in the under, and for sure um, the, the minus one spread, negative one spread. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this series, or should we jump into... Uh, I'm all talked out on that series. All right. I, I will Actually, I will say, I, I'm not a big uh, proponent. I'm not looking forward to a Cavs-Warriors final again. No, I know I know a lot of people want to see that again. Uh, see do the matchup, know? see if LeBron can do it. I, I just don't want to see it. I would love to see maybe a Celtics-Rockets final, but I, I don't see that happening. I think we're going to get the same thing again. Yeah, so to start off the Cavs and Celtics, I am not surprised in the least. I think episode one, we both actually said um, Cavs in seven, and I had a lot of faith in that pick. Like, I wasn't even worried. I should have grabbed Cavs series line, but the bankroll wasn't too hot back then, and now it sits at minus 200. So obviously missed my opportunity with that, but no, I'm not worried. The series isn't over, but... The way the Cavs played at home was so dominant, but it's going to be a totally different game with the Celtics at home because their record at home is really good. The Celt- I think Game Five, I think Game Five is a tough game to call. Um, I'm, I'll plead my case that uh, Cleveland is go- is a good uh, line to take. Uh, at I plus think one. at plus one, they're um, although that you know. That's a talk for another day. Why do you make a spread plus one? Like, it's anyways. That's what, for another day. You're saying they should just be a pick'em. I mean, the only yeah, the only point for that would be if they lost by one, you get a push. If you're taking right? Cleveland, you might as well take money line plus one hundred five. That's what. Yeah, you're, I keep mine as well, but it's like such a small difference. Just make it a pick'em. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, fucking. I think I think LeBron. Well, not even just LeBron, but uh, being able to dominate. Uh, the Celtics like that. The Celtics are really going to need to uh, dig deep in Game 5. They've been very good at home, so it should be a good game at least. Uh, but I think LeBron's feeling it, and uh, would, as we all know, we're, we're from up north, so we watched the uh, the Raptors series, and when LeBron's feeling it, there's not much stopping him. So even though uh, Cleveland's been hot at home, I'm taking the Cavs tonight. So... We also missed our Golden State Warriors and uh, Houston Rockets prediction, but we'll do that at the end of this. So you're saying Cavs tonight. Do you recommend the spread play or money line or the over or anything? Do you see any value in any plays tonight? Uh, for the Cavs, I see value in both. I mean, since it's so um, similar, I'd say there's value in both spread and money line. The only reason you'd take spread would be if you think Boston might win by one, you'd get your push. Uh, but I think I'd probably take 
uh, Cavs money line. And then the over-under is set at 206 again, which it's been at a lot. It was at 203 one game. It's a tough line. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on that because these teams could play like I could see them playing like an eighty nine, eighty seven game, or I could see them playing a one fifteen, one ten game. So yeah, that's really say. hit or miss for sure. Um, and then Rockets Warriors game five. What's your prediction on that? Uh, are we looking for a score? I'm taking no, that. not a score. Just uh, predict the winner. Yeah, I'm taking Warriors in that game. Okay. Um, for me, Cavs and Celtics tonight. I will not be watching that game. I'm going to be hashtag all in on the watching the Bolts and Caps play. But you can't take the. Can't take <laughs> I the, know. Like, I what know. is that? It's, you it's can't take joke. the Caps, buddy. Well, exactly. I'm making a joke of it, a mockery of it. But for that game. Don't do that to my Caps. Okay, don't, don't go there. But for that game, I'm going to say. I guess I'm gonna go Cavs and I guess I'm gonna take Cavs money line because I think it's like kind of a toss up and so you're getting like a plus line. So I think I think I'm gonna say Cavs to win it as my prediction, but I think that's a really tough game and like I might even stay away from it. Um, I'm probably gonna be invested pretty well on Tampa. But uh, I don't see a ton of value in any play. The over under scares me. But if I'm going to do anything, it'll be Cavs' money line. And do you have anything else you want to say about that? Or should we, I have no more should we break into uh, our NBA new takes. official We're segment? Our new, our new news-breaking segment. Yeah, I'd, say so. we, I'd say we send it to that one. And we'll, uh, if this NBA segment has been lacking, uh, come on back Sunday for uh, an improved yeah, segment. Exactly. But let's start our, our new segment we're gonna try to do like i'd say at least once weekly where we're just gonna share some like breaking maybe not breaking but we're gonna share some news in the sports world that we uh, found interesting this week so do you want to start it off you want me i'll yeah, break my story all of yours, yeah and then i'll do my all right so yeah i guess when we we've decided for this segment we'll try to uh at least when Rock, if Rocco's not on the show, we'll try to each bring a a new news story, and then when Rocco's on the show, we'll probably talk NBA longer and skip the news. Um, so one story that's happening just today, just this afternoon, is uh, we haven't talked any NFL yet this uh, on this podcast, um, but the NFL changed their anthem uh, their anthem policy, and I haven't really looked at all the details yet but as i understand it the the way they're going to go is um you can basically as a player or a staff member decide to go on the field or stay in the dressing room uh for the anthem but if you go on the field you have to stand uh and if you go on the field and don't stand uh the team will be getting a fine um, i think there was also something about like if if you're taking a knee, there's like a 15-yard penalty against your team. To- what I was hearing in the end today, well, here, I'll just say what I ended up hearing. I heard that was a possibility, but I think what they settled on was the team is going to get a fine, and the team now has the authority to impose their own rules uh, per team on their players and staff as to how they're going to punish people for uh, breaking that rule. Uh, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. 
I think it's a pretty stupid rule, to be honest with you. I think, um, I, I like the idea of them kneeling, you know, they're able to, like, uh, how do I describe this? Like, it's a way of expressing themselves without, like, doing anything, like, too, too bad, I guess? I don't really know how to explain this in words. I think it's like, a, it's, I think it's good for the NFL and just for society in general because these players have political opinions and rather than going like online and tweeting about them maybe like making a making it bigger than it needs to be they're you know showing how they feel on the f uh on the field yeah i mean it's just a really tricky situation i mean it's gotten totally away from like the original uh goal of the whole thing and then you know getting turning into like a respect for your country thing which it never was supposed to be um in it's a way, all about how people take it, you know? Yeah. I mean, in a way, people are going to notice when you're not on the field if you decide to stay in a room. So your point will still somewhat be made, and you don't need to, you know, disrespect your anthem uh, anymore. But, I mean, people are. what's going to end up happening, in my opinion, is people are going to go on the field anyways and take a knee and, like, I don't know how big the fine's going to be, but, like, what's it to an NFL player? Like, they're making so much money, like, I don't think they're going to care. And do you have any other news you want to share, or should I tell mine, then we'll wrap this yeah. thing up? You tell yours, I've got nothing. Alright, so, to wrap this episode up, the news that I'm going to share is, um, Evander Kane of the San Jose Sharks, he was traded from Buffalo at the deadline, and at the time, I think everyone labeled him as a rental. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, for those of you that aren't aware of the term rental, it's, just, it's basically a team has a player who they're looking to move at the deadline and his contract's about to expire and so he's going to be used for that last playoff run. So it's usually a team that's out of the playoffs trading with a team that's in the playoffs. So he was just going to be used as an asset for the playoffs, but he's also been a guy who like hasn't really fit in, I think, He's had some problems on and off the ice. He's a good player, but just hasn't really found his spot yet. Also, he's playing for Buffalo. Sucks to suck. But anyways, got traded to San Jose. Pretty big trade. I think a couple first-rounders involved. Is that, yeah, is and like that? Uh, and I think him re-signing uh, improves the trades or the, uh, the draft picks uh, going okay. Buffalo's okay. way. Uh, that was like a condition or something. Okay. So yeah, that, so my news is that um, he fit in very well with San Jose. He looked great in the playoffs, got a few goals and stuff like that. Looked great, and the Sharks are now in talks with him signing a seven million seven year deal. Which that's I don't think anyone really saw this coming when the trade happened, because like I figured you know uh, he he'll help out the Sharks a bit, add some depth, and then in the off season he'll just be a free agent. But looks like they're going long term with him and I think that's I think that's pretty good yeah I uh, I expected him to I wasn't expecting him to resign at all no. uh, so it caught me off guard but um, I think it's a pretty decent move for uh, for the sharks like he's only played for uh, like he's just played for shitty teams and uh, now he's he played down the stretch for the sharks and played quite well Uh had his first playoff hockey um, this season and played 
relatively well. They played Vegas and weren't that great, but they scored some goals in that series too. Um, so I think it's a good move. He, uh, like, I mean, he played for Winnipeg and was traded before they made the playoffs the first year. Uh, he was traded at the deadline, uh, and then he played for Buffalo. So he hasn't really had good players surrounding him, um, or just been on a good team. He just hasn't uh, really found like, yeah, like a spot for him to click, I guess, type of thing. Yeah, so um, I think it's a decent move. And you also think about like players are starting to get paid more. So like, if you think about like Eric Carlson, probably the best player, uh, one of the best players in the league. He's probably going to sign for. Uh, I don't know. I'd say he's probably going to sign for 13, wouldn't you say? You think 13 million? I think probably around there. Yeah, I think. Um, I think it's, I'm saying like 10, 10 years, 12 million, something like that in that range. Yeah. So if you think of that, like, uh, he's gonna, Evander Kane's going to be making just over half of what a top end uh, NHL player who's signing a new contract is going to make. So. That's good. If you look at it that way, I would say I'd say it's quite a good deal for both sides. Yeah, and I don't know how old he is, but he's he's not that old for sure. So he's got some good hockey left in him to play. Yeah, he's only played in the NHL since uh, he's twenty six, twenty ten. So yeah. So right. well, I think that wraps up episode number three. Um, this is we tried to make this one shorter, but it turns out it's like the same length. So we're gonna be aiming for like that 45 to an hour mark if it's too long please let us know and we'll try and work on shortening it but like with all the stuff we have to talk about um takes a little bit longer but anyways hope you guys enjoy this episode make sure um to give us a like if you're listening on itunes or youtube and subscribe to both and follow, also follow yeah, the twitter. twitter there you go follow the twitter at the triple p pod sounds just like it is at the triple p pod it'll be down in the description make sure to follow us and interact with us on twitter that's going to wrap things up as base said our next episode is going to be sometime on sunday and look forward to uh, rocco joining us once again thanks a lot Yeah.